This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Now, you guys know me if you listen to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. As someone who has a lot of energy and often my podcasts are quite upbeat, today I'm going to be talking to you about the impact of overcoming trauma and bullying for myself and my business and what this means for what I now want to put out into the world. So it's a more reflective piece than you are often accustomed to. I hope that those of you who've been through anything similar, whatever trauma or bullying looked like in your life in the past or even now, that it's going to inspire you to do something else. The reason that I'm talking about this today is that right now I have open cart, which sounds like a very formulaic, systematic thing to do. I have opened the doors to my brand new course, which is called Amplify Your Impact. And I strongly believe that this course, that everything I'm teaching within it, is what I'm here to do beyond the podcasting, beyond the gimmicky phrase, get visible. The reason that we want to get visible is so that we can affect other people. We can help other people open themselves up. And I believe that what I'm doing with Amplify Your Impact is the core of that. And I'm really genuinely excited, but not in that giddy kind of way. I'm excited in terms of allowing myself to share this with other people. I feel that this course, Amplify Your Impact, is going to become the cornerstone of my work and everything that I stand for. And in fact, it actually encapsulates many of the things that I talk about here in Entrepreneurs Get Visible how you stand out, why you want to, why your purposeful mission is important and all of the surrounding elements that you need to have to get louder, to be heard, to reach those people, to be seen, to be received so that you can do the great work that often the change work for many of you who are listening here so that we can have a a better world, whatever that looks like for you, so that you can have that ripple effect. So if you would like to go and check out that course, you can find it at annapn.co forward slash amplify. The link is beneath this podcast episode in the show notes as well for you. It's a 12-week course. I've never run it before. This is the lowest value you're ever going to get it for. And I'm very aware that the amount I'm putting into it and not in a gimmicky, scarcity kind of way. I'm very aware that I am teaching in this the entire A to Z. I'm going to be teaching about how you use attraction marketing. I'm going to be teaching about how you really get your message out there, how you build your funnels, how you build your landing pages that speak to the right client, how you close your sales calls, how you host challenges, how you host masterminds, how you launch so that more people want to come and be part of your world. How you write your book without the fuss. How you get yourself on podcasts, because all of this works together. How you craft your speech so that when you are a speaker, you have something that's kick-ass and is really impactful for your listeners, for your audience, 
but also to get your message louder. So if you'd like to find out about Amplify Your Impact, go to annapn.co forward slash amplify. So today, really what I want to get into is the impact for me of waking up to the effect of trauma and what happened to me as a teenage girl. And this is something I've not really covered on the podcast, but it is heavily, heavily a part of my first book, Get Visible, How to Have More Impact, Income and Impact. I said that wrong. Income, influence, you know what I mean. You know what my tagline is. When I was 16, I outwardly would have seemed like a confident girl. And I had a group of friends who, some of which were on the edge of dabbling and messing around with some quite unsavoury characters from the other end of town. The particular family that was really notorious in our town for uh, drug dealing, um, crack and heroin and whatever else that they were dealing in. The family were very violent uh, with knives and all sorts of other weapons. And generally, people in our town knew to stay away from them. I was a good girl. I wasn't naughty. I wasn't... I was a girl who behaved. I mostly just wanted to be at drama club, rehearsing, performing on stage and doing things that made me happy. I wasn't perfect by a long shot. But one of my friends got involved with one of these boys and I said to them, look, I can't be around them. I can't be around him. You've got to be careful. And unfortunately, she decided to tell him what I said. And he decided that I needed the shit kicking out of me. And that being the gentleman that he was, he wouldn't do it himself, but he would gift me and my attack to his female cousins. Now, these cousins, although they were ages 15, 16, in fact, most of them were 15. They were just under the age where they could have gone to an adult prison. And he gifted me to them. And these girls arranged to have me beaten up, in their words, to a pulp, one Saturday afternoon. Now, unbeknownst to me, I knew nothing about this. But my friends had planned that I would be in town and to keep this guy happy, they let him know exactly where I would be and called me half an hour just before we were due to meet to just check that I would be there so that this attack could take place. And so when I arrived in town as a a happy, happy happy-go-lucky 16-year-old, I was actually, I remember I was going to get some photographs developed of myself and my friends, and all of a sudden my name was being called from all around the town. I could hear them. I could hear these girls just shouting my name. Now, I didn't know them, but I knew of them. I knew enough to stay away from them. And out of nowhere, I was suddenly surrounded by somewhere between 15 and 20 girls. And the ringleaders were very, very heavy set and masculine. And I was incredibly petite. I was very small for my age. And I can remember the moment before I was first hit. I can remember it as though my life slowed down. And in the corner of my eye, I could see adults, adult passers-by. They could clearly see what was going on. I could see my friends who had gone to protect themselves. They'd run at a distance. Those particular friends 
weren't involved in the planning. They knew nothing about it. But there was nothing that they could do. And I remember in the corner of my eye, I could actually see the middle school that I'd gone to. And it was it was a beautiful building. It was actually part of The Burrowers, which was a very famous book that was written. It had been written, The Burrowers had been written about by Mary Norton, who'd lived in that particular building. I could see it out of the corner of my eye. And I was very aware that, you know, something bad was about to happen. And I'm very fortunate in that after it happened, after what happened happened, I was able to run away. I don't know how I got away, but I did get away. And I can remember I ran to a petrol station and the guy took one look at me and locked the doors and called the police and managed to get hold of my parents. It was in the days when mobile phones, my dad had one. So that's why my parents could get get to me quickly. But I remember looking in the mirror for the first time. And what I hadn't told you is that these girls were known for using their sovereign rings, which were all across their knuckles and their fingers, for sharpening them with metal files before they hurt somebody. And a part, a large portion of my lip and face had been damaged. In fact, it had been gouged out, it had disappeared. And seeing myself in that state was frankly something I will never forget. But I made the decision as I looked in the mirror that, and these are, how conscious was I of these decisions? I don't know. That I shouldn't ever speak up. That what I said to protect my friend was so awful that I had deserved what happened to me. And I also told myself that I was essentially unlovable, that if someone could betray me in this way, if anyone could do this to me, that I, it must be true that I'm not good enough as a person. Now, to cut a long story short, there was a plastic surgeon on duty when we got to, um, got to ER, got to the emergency room. And I'm very fortunate that my face looks the way that it does now. And in fact, most of you wouldn't even know that anything like that had happened. But it took a long time for those scars to heal. And even longer for me to acknowledge that there were internal scars. And by that, I mean the impact of that whole event for me. Now, I couldn't wait to leave home at 18 because I wanted to get away from my hometown as quickly as possible so that I didn't have to be around the friendships that had turned on me, that I didn't have to be in perpetual fear of this gang and this group because they then went on to stalk me and hound me for a long time and I had police protection outside school and all sorts of things. But my point here is that I went on to put it behind me. I moved away, I went to university and I was going to begin my acting career and It wasn't until I had this moment, which I've talked to to you guys about on this podcast before, where I was suddenly not able to walk. Not suddenly. It was as a result of my third pregnancy. And I'm believing that I'm not going to have the life that I wanted. And that was really painful. So I went then to see an NLP practitioner. I didn't know that's what they were. NLP being neuro-linguistic programming. I knew he was a hypnotherapist and that this could help me with how I was feeling. And how I was feeling was incredibly stuck. But when I had that call with, when I had that in the old days where we could see people in person, when I had that session with him, what transpired was that my language was constantly talking about rejection and being overlooked and that I wasn't good enough. And that actually I'd been sabotaging my acting career 
since before it even started. I had been sabotaging friendships and relationships since that moment when I was 16 years old and I was hurt uh, physically and emotionally. And it was at this point that I started to understand that what I'd been through was more traumatic than that physical moment. It was actually that I was struggling with a level of trauma. And I started to work to heal that and overcome that. And what you see now, what you hear now, is a woman who has, has overcome much of it. It doesn't mean I forget. In fact, I often go back to that event in my mind. But that I can see that there is reason behind it. I can find my purpose as a result of having been through that. And what I came to understand through my own NLP sessions and then going on to train in NLP as a master NLP practitioner and as a master of hypnosis is that the words that we use are so important to how we feel. Acknowledging past hurts that have happened, past fears, acknowledging what they are means we can have these breakthrough moments to transform our entire lives, that we can unlock ourselves, that we can live a life that is different. And I felt for me that that NLP journey at that point, what actually happened was that I realised that I didn't have to believe I didn't belong anymore, that I didn't have to believe that that one piece of evidence I had of utter rejection didn't mean that that represented exactly who I am and what I can do in this world. And that I'd been keeping myself very small for a long time. Now, albeit I was still a confident woman, nobody else would have known what was going on beneath the surface. But I hadn't dealt with this trauma. And I really do believe that what my work here today now is about is helping other people unlock that potential. And that potential has probably laid dormant or has been hidden as a protection mechanism. And I really do believe that the more of us who are talking about overstepping those past fears, the better the world we're going to be in. What happens if everyone around you starts to feel that they can fulfil their potential, that they're not full of negativity, that they're not full of bitterness? What happens then? Well, the ripple effect is huge, not just for the individual, but for their families in terms of what we can do in the wider world. And I believe that that really through discovering NLP, I began to change everything about my life. And when I say that, I still have three children. I'm still with the same husband. I'm still in the same house. But how I felt about myself in my life really changed. I started to not accept friendships that were not healthy. I started to seek people who actually were on my wavelength. I started to own the fact that I wanted to be really good at whatever I threw myself into. And at that point, it was voiceover work. And that's really why you see me having the success that I do. Because I acknowledged that that particular trauma wasn't going to hold me back anymore. And that I was ready to heal from it. I was ready to see what it had done. And I'm, as, as I then went on and I recovered physically and then I won multiple awards for my work and I was in Hollywood and all of those things, I realised that actually what I really wanted was to teach other people who had hidden themselves that when you come out, when you step out, when you acknowledge what's been holding you back, the world is a beautiful place. There is so much that you can do. We throw away phrases like fulfil your potential. But think about what that actually means. 
think about what it would be like to actually do all those things you know inside of you that you are capable of doing. To have that level of income that gives you the freedom, that gives you the time freedom, the adventure freedom, the financial freedom, the security. What would it be like to be on a par with some of the best in the world at what you do? What would it be like to be visible enough to help other people with their stuff? What would it be like if you felt that you were contributing to this world in a level at which you know inside you that you're capable of? And I guess that's really what this podcast is all about. That's what Get Visible, the book, is about. That's what Podcast with Impact is all about. How can we reach more people? How can we make a difference? So beyond the money, what's the impact? And that's one of the things really that I'm covering in Amplify Your Impact, which I can't tell you what it means to me to get that out there. It's a combination of that sense of stepping into purpose. It's a combination of, you know, how I had the success I had in Hollywood, how I had the success in this entrepreneurship space, but all of the mechanics as well to build the business around the mission and the message that you have. So if you do want to check that out, go to annapn.co forward slash amplify. It's open right now until Monday the 15th of March. And I want to just, as I close off this episode today, just say to you, whatever it is that you've been through, what would happen if you allowed that to be a pivotal moment, if you allowed the learnings from what happened to you, if you allowed them to actually be something that inspires those that come after you, those that are out there that are still stuck? What would happen? What would that look like? How would that feel? I look back on that now and it's 27 years ago since that attack happened and it was a it's coming to mind right now because it always does on rainy February Saturday afternoons which was when it happened. And there's a part of me that actually feels pretty grateful. And that might sound a bit weird given how traumatic it was at the time. But my gratitude comes from if I hadn't hidden myself, if I hadn't buried parts of myself, And then I hadn't had the support to unravel that. My life would still be me wrapped up in bitterness. So that point 10 years ago when I was then disabled and I knew I needed help, I'd reached the point I needed help with how I felt. Well, actually how I felt was locked into what happened to me when I was 16. And I've not forgotten that. I will never forget that. It was a pivotal part in my life. But I've given it a different meaning. And what would happen for you if you allowed yourself to unlock and overcome the traumas that you have been through? And what would happen if your message got louder and you helped other people through it too? Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.